This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. At the end of the day, we, we just got to take care, better care of the ball on offense. You know, uh, defenses are playing their tails off, doing a great job, you know, keeping us in the game. Last week, uh, when we, we put ourselves in a bad situation, so at the end of the day, we just got to, you know, keep moving the ball, but take better care of it. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. Welcome back, BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G with you on a Thursday morning. We get set for week 16. The NFL starts tonight, Thursday Night Football. Titans hosting the 49ers. The number has moved down from three and a half to three. Niners, three-point road favorites tonight. Total on the game, 44 and a half. The Niners come in red hot, uh, looking like one of the best teams in the NFC right now. Titans come in not looking as hot, though they still hold on to the division lead in the AFC South. But the voice there was Ryan Tannehill talking about holding on to the football, something he has not done this year. He has 14 interceptions, which means our guy Paul Aspen has his eyes locked in with Tannehill pick tonight. 14 picks. He was fumbling over the field on Sunday. Paul, where where are you with the uh, the prop on Tannehill to lead the NFL picks? So, I mean, look, it looks like it's going to be Lawrence. You look at the leaderboard. I mean, it's, it's Lawrence is up there. Burrow is up there. So it's plus 200 Tannehill plus 400 bro plus 400 they all have 14 picks it's tough to think that he'll he won't get out intercepted if that makes sense by a rookie like Lawrence should be the favorite here however tonight feels like a big night I didn't realize really till I said in the break till last night how much is kind of riding on this game with some futures I've got so I've got the Tannehill interception leader which I got at 50 to 1 I've got Bosa to lead the NFL in sacks he's two and a half back got that at one and the Titans, Can you repeat that you broke up there bosa i got sacks at 10 yeah. to 1 and yeah. he is two and a half back of tj watt so a lot of things kind of colliding tonight the entire left side of the titans offensive line is out which could be Ooh. very good news for bosa the the tricky part is i kind of need a bunch of plays to go wrong where bosa gets a couple sacks and Tannehill throws some interceptions um but i mean i got i feel pretty good about where I'm at um, with both of them. Like, like tonight's a, it's a great, than I expected. I think Bosa's got a better opportunity than I expected tonight. Um, the Niners are actually intercepting, you know, people at one of the lowest rates in the NFL. They're one of the lowest in the NFL. But I do think it's actually going to be a passing night. So I was looking at some numbers. They're both going to try and establish the run. We know these coaches. Number one and number one run defense, early down success rate and EPA the last six weeks. Niners, Titans, hmm. the best two teams against the run in the last six weeks. You got on the San Francisco side, their defensive tackle, DJ Jones, is number one in run stop win rate. Tennessee side, Jeffrey Simmons is 10th in run stop win rate. 
pass defense, both bottom 10 and dropback success rate in the last six weeks. So there's going to be an opportunity to throw the ball for both teams. Um, I do think, oh, I got one for you. Who is the worst quarterback in the NFL in the fourth quarter when it comes to adjusted EPA? Well, you said it. So one of those playing tonight, I'm guessing. Is it Tannehill? No, it's Davis Mills. But it's and then Zach Wilson and then Matt Ryan and then Ryan Tannehill. Ooh. Wow. That and makes in the sense. last six weeks, With he's how the worst. Played. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So well, how much do you hold that against him? It means t- so much on tonight, if you're playing the side, is about the injury report. Right. And people like to lump in Brown and Julio together. I don't know if you guys disagree, but I don't think they should belong in the same sense. No, they're on the Brown same is team, a different player. They're on yeah. the same offense. They play the same position, and that's it. That's the only Brown is Debo, right, right? Brown is Debo for them? That's fair. That's fair. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's that's a pretty good comp. And Julio should be retired. And people yeah, get excited yeah. and talk about his injury status. Oh, you might have Julio. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Is he going to play in the second quarter if he plays in the first? Right. Yeah, you know. And here's the <laughs> – sorry, go ahead, Joji. Well, the, the Tannehill thing, I mean, Joe, you're right. The, the guys have been in and out. They've had injuries. They lost – they lost their running back, Henry, for most of the season now. Three best this, players on offense, I guess. Yeah. If you want to put Julio in there, which I hesitate to. But, you know, I think we've come back to, we've come back to the real, realization of who Tannehill is, right? He's had a weird career where he struggled. Then you put him on a better team, better coach, better offense. He, show, he played well, right? And, and people argued he was playing like a top 10 quarterback for a couple of years. Look at his – like, he's cratered without the guys around him. He, he's not awful, though he's had a tough year. But he's also mm-hmm. not really that good. Like, he's, he's more of a product of he needs – the right coach, the right players around him, and he could be all right. But I, th- I think we learned the truth about Ryan Tannehill this year. I mean, the guys in the last three years, his pass rate has gone from one seventeen and a half, one hundred six and a half to eighty three point four. Like this is going the wrong direction here. What What about in the first half of the season when the guys around him were healthy? What did we think? Because as you, as you're talking about this, we've learned what Ryan Tannehill is. Let's not forget that he also lost his play caller, who was promoted to head coach Arthur Smith in Atlanta, who given the talent that he has to work with, I think he's been all right, even though they lose to a good team every time they face one. Yeah, and if you go to his first eight games, uh, I think Halloween was the game that Henry got hurt in against the Colts. He was 10 mm-hmm. touchdowns, seven picks, 90.2 passer rating. So it has I want to be game. fair about it, too. Like, yeah. put any quarterback in this situation and take away your, your top three options sure. on offense, and two of them are studs. It's going to hurt. Uh, yeah. But it's going to help Paul if he hits a fifty to one. That's that's what we're investing yeah. in here. Yeah, uh, I'm trying let, to let me throw out the, let up. me throw out a Bosa question to you, Paul, because we talked yeah. about this a week or two ago on the show uh, when Nick Bosa was twenty to one for Defensive Player of the Year. Now he's fourteen to one everywhere after uh, a good game last weekend. Do you think there's enough time for him to get up there? He'd have to pass up Diggs, Donald, Garrett, Garrett Faden. We don't even know he's going to play this weekend. Uh, Parsons and Watt. It's bunched up. Defensive play of the year, I feel a lot less confident about. I mean, he would have to just wreck games for the next week. TJ Watt, like, it was kind of a meh game, and he still ended up with a and a half. And, like, you could give him a lot of credit for the defense standing up uh, against those very Titans last week. I have a tough time seeing defensive player of the year um, for Nick Bosa. I just think, like, number one, I, I know. Um, sorry. I would, give, I would give it to Diggs. Two, two and a half back in sacks, as you know. 
Right. He should pass Garrett. You would give it to Diggs. Yeah. Wow. He's so bad in coverage. But so it's funny. So I brought this up. I talked to Akib about this because I work with Talib on another show. And I, I yeah. asked that. And he's, you know, he likes PFF. He's got a PFF trophy on his desk, you know, in the studio that we do the show on. But he also yeah. says he's like, like when they're playing, he described as playing cover three, like how guys get bad grades for something that's their assignment a lot of times. So like, but haven't we seen also him beat down the, the field a bunch? But he's also going up against the number one every week. Okay. So that is that is that was again that's a Pro Bowl or a Super Bowl champ. Like I'll take his word for it a little bit. I don't know if that's necessarily. And he's a D back, so he's always always gonna. Was he know, making the case though for him back. to be? Not was necessarily defensive player of the okay. year. I asked him more about the coverage grade, and like, and that was his kind of explanation for it. So, because because I was going to ask, uh, sh- should we be giving qualifiers if we're talking about defensive player of the year? You know what I mean? You're supposed to be on another level. There are no excuses. If we're talking about someone in the secondary, you're locking down your portion of the field every time, right? I have ten picks on that defense. That was yeah. like a dumpster fire coming. In. That, that has changed the season. Now, granted. Like- that's the pressure up front, but has changed the season. You know what's interesting to me about do we and we all use PFF, right? They're a great resource and they do good work. PFF has people that do the grades, right? Real people, eye, their eyes. It's someone's eye test yeah. that, that becomes wrapped up and it becomes an analytic, right? A number is a number, right? A strikeout percentage or interception percentage, those are numbers. Those are black. You get and the white. grades from from humans and what they're right. seeing, right? And then we take the grade and we use that as like. We, we, we almost talk it through it like it's black and white, but it's someone's perception of what's going on. Like Paul said, right? Like how do they exactly know? And I'm sure they're trained, right? They know the game, but how do they exactly know what a player is supposed to do? As far yeah. as the Bosa thing quickly, because it's a big story tonight if he has a big game, isn't he the only one of the top six that there's no buzz, no story behind, no moment this year? Like Watt, he's been probably the best defensive player. Parsons, this great rookie out of nowhere that's just like better than anyone thought he could be. Garrett's been consistently excellent we knew it from mm. last year who's part of this donald's the best defensive player for years Diggs got off to the start with all those picks pick sixes and there's nick bosa he just kind of hung out and kind of matriculated his way up to the top six in the odds do you need that like, do, like is that part of the, the voting for this like has he stood out once what a highlight I, I don't i don't know i mean defense player of the year is a weird award anyway how how do we throw that in the mix he hasn't been talked about all year Consistency you, helps. Consistency does. helps. Look, he's, he's had a, a sack in how many his games? last six games? Yeah, each of his last six games, and there's three and games it, without a sack. Two and a half back. It's going to be tough to catch Watt in this this short of time. But you have one blow up game. It can happen. I mean, that's how Garrett like got the, the lead for so long. You need that groin to flare up for Watt again, probably, or they shut him down. You know, they lose this week, they lose the next two, and they shut them down week 17. Hey, go heal up for next year. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Adidas. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, only three sure. games without a sack for Nick Bosa. So the consistency has been. That's, it's been there. He, he's had a sack. Four, four forced fumbles, the same as Watt. So, see, Watt has three fumble recoveries too. That I know that's a little luck there. But that certainly helps. And he leads the league in sacks. I, I, I see why he's a favorite. I would make Watt the favorite as well. Uh, he's a significant favorite on Fando, plus 160. Michael Parsons, plus 350. But, uh, you know, this game tonight, uh, I find it interesting that it came back down to three. I'm trying to figure out why. I've heard strong cases on both sides. <laughs> I've heard people say that it's San Francisco or nothing, and others say that it's Tennessee or nothing. If you're at three and a half. I mean, we have two teams going in completely opposite directions. And so much is on the injury report, but uh, San Francisco winning five of six over that stretch. They're scoring 29 points per game. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, we're going to keep talking about until he starts playing like a bum um, since the middle of the season. The guy's been awesome. Awesome. I mean, there are some categories you look at like, wow, he's been playing to a top five level. And the Titans, without those weapons on offense, they've been putrid. Just putrid. So are they going to turn it around tonight? I don't know. Everything I'm looking at, whether it's props or sides, it's San Francisco. At the number of three, I'm only considering San Francisco with some of these interesting props. I mean, Kittle has been a machine. That's the one. That's the one. Turn back the clock on that guy. And, And what is this Titans defense going to do to stop both Kittle and Debo? And, of course, let's not forget about the run game. I know Elijah Mitchell's out, but it's, it's plug-and-play in Shanahan's offense, isn't it? Yeah. I, the Kittle prop is at 70.5 on FanDuel. That feels – I love that one. I mean, look at what the Titans giving up a lot of yards to tight ends in recent weeks. Hunter Henry got them a couple weeks ago back when they played the Patriots. Uh, Friar Ruth was pretty good last week. Like, Kelsey's got them. Like, they've, put, they've given up yards to tight ends. So, I like the Kittle one there. As far as the game itself, it is – like, at 3.5, I, I – I thought about the Titans just because they're they're at home on a short week getting three and a half, but then it comes down to three. And look at these two offenses since, I don't know, the last six, seven weeks. I mean, the Niners are basically averaging 30 a game. Meanwhile, the Titans are averaging about 15 a game. Like, yep. How do the Titans score enough to keep this where it needs to be? I'm trying to make, I'm trying to think of how it has to go. Garoppolo has to have a tough night, and he can do that once in a while. He has those nights. Well, I'm, I'm here. Here's one angle that I was thinking about, and this could be off base. Was the Niners' defense lucky last week in any way because the Falcons were so inept in the red zone multiple times inside the five, inside the ten? They go for it on fourth down, and they walk away with a goose egg, and then. What was the thirty-one to thirteen final score really indicative of how the game played out? Maybe I will not. Say, yeah. I mean that that Patterson getting in changed the entire game. And I will yep. say, as someone who had, who took Titans plus three and a half earlier in the week, I feel worse about it the more I look at the game. So you took three and a half. I did. Why? Why? Mentioned it on sure? Tuesday, I think. Home. Short- uh, you know, I didn't know that necessarily that they were going to be out without their the left side of their offensive line. But kind of what we're talking about, you know, 
buy, buying low on the Titans compared to the Niners team that's riding pretty high. I want the Niners to win. You know, I've got futures on the Niners as well. But mm-hmm. I, I, I saw this as a field goal game. Um, and I think okay. that, that's where I ended up. I, mean, I can't really lay that three on the road with the Niners. It's tough. I'd prefer to look at props. But if I'm looking inside, I'd only go San Francisco at three. It is a juice three. So we could get back to three and a half. In fact, I kind of expect that to happen because what's the public going to do once they check in over the, the uh, next number of hours before kickoff? We all, they're going to be betting on the, the red hot team, the Niners, right? So let me throw this to you guys. If we are worried about the Titans, and it sounds like we are, is there a thought to look at the Colts to win the AFC South? And we all we all said this was over six weeks ago. They are separated by one game. It would take the Colts mm. winning out to get to 11, and the Titans can only win one more. Here's the Titans' schedule. Titans' schedule is tonight against the 49ers. They play the Dolphins, and they play the Texans. Texans. So it's the, it's the Dolphins. If we think they're losing tonight, if they lose to the Dolphins, the Colts are live to win this division. The Colts, Cardinals, Raiders, Jaguars. As bad as the Titans have played, I they can win all three. They can win. I'm not expecting them to win tonight. Would it shock me? Nope. And they get Miami at home next week. And we know Miami hasn't played any real teams. So I'm... A, I, I think they're going to win two of these final three. So yeah, that's why it's only I'm not five concerned. to one, and the value is not great. It's only five to one. You would think it'd be better considering what has to happen. Joel, Joe G, it is Beck. You all daily presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. You know what we, need to, we know what we need to do next: a Christmas draft. Our favorite things about oh, the oh, Christmas oh. season: a Christmas draft up next on Beck. You all daily.